When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney, so what? It is History Box, where we're delving into the box and the story of the life of Rasputin. Um, and I think we're almost at the end of it, really, because we're just basically working our way through. No, uh, the, the, so the best page. bit... The best bit that everyone knows about Rasputin is yeah. his death. I mean, it's his death. for years, before we delved and really deep into it, his cock, his cock and his death. And what else, my friend, is there really in this life of ours <laughs> but cock when and death? When we live, there is cock. When we die, there is death. That is and all. that is it. It is very simple. People complicate life, but <laughs> it is very simple. There is the cock, and then there is the death. <laughs> Everything else is just mere frippery. I often I often start my day reading the tweets of Gary Neville, and he begins every day by saying, "Attack the day," but I say, "In that, where is cock? There is no cock." You know, how embrace I start, the cock. I start the day with a tweet that says, "Attack my cock." <laughs> <laughs> it is an it's open invitation for anyone who is reading to Man, meet up with female, me and attack non-binary. my cock. Whatever, animal. I just, my cock does uh, not discriminate. <laughs> my cock is very open-minded. My cock is blind. <laughs> it has one eye, and that one eye cannot see. <laughs> the cyclops. Uh, <laughs> um, that wasn't Rasputin, though, was it? No, that's just a French philosopher. That's- um, probably, yeah. Probably Eric Cantona. Um Yeah. Right. Uh, so where so are we? We, de- we dealt with his cock last week. I want to yeah, get. Yeah, we touched I wanna, upon his cock. Yeah. I want to attack his death. Mm-hmm. We should. If we're going to if we're going to adopt the Gary Neville policy of just attacking everything. Well, we've got um, before the actual death. There was an assassination attempt. Mm. Uh, on it says here on the twelfth of July, nineteen fourteen, which was my birthday. My minus 58th birthday, 1914. Um, Interesting. Is there a pattern here? Is there a code? Is the cosmos trying to tell us anything? Could be. Get in touch if you can see something there. Could be. The Andy Um, Dawson code. Now we've got... (laughs) Just to the left there, we've got a a nice picture of Rasputin with his wife and daughter in his St. Petersburg apartment in 1911. He seems to be going, aye, aye. Is she sitting on his knee? She said, yeah, right, we're having a photo, are we? 
Fine, no problem. Wait a minute. Right, you, our lass, come and sit here on my lap. It'll look good. <laughs> He's got his fingers crossed as well. It might <laughs> dispel... That's, that's me arthritis. That does look like <laughs> arthritis, actually. Because your hands can get all twisty, like either they that's can. Either, what he's doing with his fingers there is either arthritis, mm. or it's a gang sign from like mm. the South Central LA kind of style of well, it's, you it's, do gang it's, signs it's, by twisting your fingers. Yeah, or that thing where you cross your fingers—it means you don't believe what you're doing or saying. Yeah, which was called Maybe. when we were at school. It was called skinchies. I don't know what skinchies, you called it. Really? Yeah. So if I was to say to you, Sam, that I think you are a wonderful broadcaster and human being, and if I've got my fingers crossed, skinchies, don't fucking mean it, do I? (laughs) Oh, fucking Len uses the old fingers crossed thing on me all the time. It's unbelievable the power that kids think crossing your fingers Uh, has. Nothing you can do about it, is there? Nothing you can do about it. Even on serious subjects, like, it'll be like, mate, you have to tidy your room. If you don't tidy your room, you are not (laughs) watching the football later. And yeah, he'll go, I'll I promise, I'll tidy my room. <laughs> and then I'll go in and I'll go, and he'll just be sat in his dressing gown, reading the Beano, pissing himself, <laughs> laughing on the floor, right, in his shit hole of a room, right? And I'll go, what the fuck's this? And he'll go, ah, oh, reading the Beano, aren't I? And I'll go, but you promised, you promised. <laughs> doing, a bit, doing a bit of Lenin. <laughs> doing a bit of Lenin, that Lenin is about. classic Lenin. Sitting in his pyjama bottoms and his dressing gown on the floor with the hood of his dressing gown up, reading the Beano and fucking pissing himself, laughing at like Minnie the Minx oh, or something. That's joyous. <laughs> yeah. What a way to live. In a mix, like just the most terrible mess. And I go, What is this terrible mess? And he goes, oh, I'm just doing my thing, aren't I? And I go, Well, you promised you were going to tidy your room. And he goes, That. Didn't you see I have my fingers crossed? As if I'm going to just react up and going, oh, fuck, did you? All right, sorry, mate. See you later. <laughs> but that's what kids think. Talk to your lawyers. <laughs> yeah. I have my fingers crossed and I've got photographic evidence too. So good luck in court, dickhead. You should be more observant when you get me to agree to things. <laughs> now then, leave me alone. Back to the bash street, kids. <laughs> 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 Back to the ugly fucking one laughing fell in a my fucking head off. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> assassination attempt. Mm. Uh, 1914, a 33-year-old peasant woman named uh, Chionya Guseva attempted to assassinate Rasputin by stabbing him in the stomach outside his home. Uh, ah, Rasputin... I've been stabbed in the stomach outside my home. <laughs> outside my home. Of all what places. A... Well, you think you're safe. No. <laughs> There's nothing sacred outside my old rig. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was seriously wounded, and for a time it was not clear if he would survive. He had a bit of surgery and some time in hospital, and he recovered. And this peasant woman was a follower, a follower of Iliodor, a former priest who had supported Rasputin before denouncing his sexual escapades and self-aggrandizement in 1911. Mm. Now, I think we'd mentioned him before, hadn't we, Iliador? That con He's always on about my sexual escapades. You know what he is? He's just jealous. I yeah. say, look, mate, just because yours is like a fucking little finger and mine's Listen, like a right. baby's arm, that's that's Listen. none of my business. He's oh. like, he has sex, but does he have sexual escapades? That's different. No. That's next no. level stuff. No. And that's no what stuff. he's jealous about. No. I don't have a sex life. I have sexual escapades. Iliador, he, he, he does he does missionary every time. 
because it can't it, it can't get it in in any other position because it's so he little. He doesn't know so how it, to. It can only do missionary. I've talked. I've talked to his missus. Don't ask me when, but I've talked <laughs> to his missus, and she reckons he's on there for about eighteen to twenty seconds maximum, <laughs> and then he apologises afterwards, and then he cries every single time. Now that to me, that's not an escapade. <laughs> that would just be a warm up for me. That's a fucking excuse. That's that's a poor excuse might as well for a sexual bother. escapade. He might as well not bother. He might as well just wank into his fucking tennis sock. And then hand but... it to her with an apologetic note attached. <laughs> <laughs> and said, here you go. Do what you will with that. I'm going to bed for a sleep. Uh, once again, I decided not to involve you because I love you. <laughs> I didn't want to put you through that indignity all over again. Now, so, not everyone can be a sexual you. escapader like myself, and those who aren't do tend to be envious and quite bitter. And this is just another example. <laughs> and this is my, some would say this is an example of my self-aggrandizement, and it might be. But uh, <laughs> I think that the two go hand in hand, the sexual escapades and the self-aggrandizement. You can't have one without the other. I mean, I suppose I could not talk about my escapades, but the way <laughs> I see it is, what would be the point of them then? <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Iliador was a radical conservative and anti-Semite, and he'd been part of a group of establishment figures. How would I describe myself? Good question. (laughs) I'm going to boil it down. (laughs) (laughs) What was it? A radical what? Radical conservative. I am a radical conservative. First and and foremost. (laughs) uh, First and foremost, and almost as important, I am an anti-Semite. I do not like Jewish people. Next question. Uh, the conservatism is the pie for me, and the uh, the anti-Semitism is the gravy on top. And those are the two things. Those from the get-go, those are the two things you should know about me. I am willing to take further questions, though. I do not have any sexual escapades, and I try to avoid self-aggrandizement wherever I can. Uh, if I am, if I am radically conservative anywhere, it is in the bedroom. Let me tell you. <laughs> Ask my missus. Um, a lot of people boast about being radically conservative, but when it comes down to it, they don't walk it like they talk it. But me personally, you see me in the bedroom, which is what reveals a lot about a man's character, and you won't find anyone who's more radically conservative is, than me. It is pitiful. I'll tell you that. <laughs> the highlights real. On, if they were doing match of the day of pumping... Would last about fucking three seconds. <laughs> pump of the day. <laughs> if it was pump of the day, I would be Stoke City versus Burnley. Yeah, they leave the it end. right to and the no, end. No. Right to the end. Jonathan Pierce doing the commentary. <laughs> oh, God. And one disallowed goal in the 73rd minute. <laughs> That'd That's be it. it. They'd, spend, they'd spend half the time just focusing on some nice lass in the crowd <laughs> eating a fucking sandwich. <laughs> so, yeah, Iliador was part of a group of establishment figures who tried to drive a wedge between the royal family and Rasputin in 1911 when this field, Iliador was banished from St. Petersburg and was ultimately defrocked. Ooh. Oh, fucking hell, they've defrocked me now. Fucking deep. You can't take me frock off me, surely. <laughs> what am I supposed to wear now? Long John's. <laughs> oh Jesus! It's freezing out there in Russia this time of year. 
I've nothing without my frock. It's hard to be fucking radically conservative when you're walking around without your frock on. <laughs> a lot of people say that a man wearing a frock is far from radically conservative, but we all do it. <laughs> We've got... Uh, yeah, he was defrocked. And uh, Guseva, the peasant woman who stabbed uh, Rasputin, she claimed to have acted alone, having read about Rasputin in the newspapers and believed him to be a false prophet and even an antichrist. But the police Christ. and Rasputin believed that Iliador had instigated this attempt on Rasputin's life. Iliador fled the country before he could be questioned and Guseva was found to be not responsible for her actions by reason of insanity. Ooh. My reason? Insanity. Insanity. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> Defended herself timbrel style. Uh, judge, judge, I think I can clearly see that I am very much insane. I've got my shirt on back to front. And, uh, I mean, I what rubbed. more evidence do you need? I'm defending myself. That's the mark of an insane person, surely. I've, I've, I've rubbed some mud into my hair and on my face. So uh, uh, I'll be off now, that's all right. And as I speak to you now, you may be able to tell by the frown upon my forehead, I am soiling myself as we speak. <laughs> my testimony, I merely say, attack the day. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, thank you and good night. <laughs> So that is the assassination. That was 1914. And then we move on to the death of Rasputin, um, which was 1916. Um, yeah, he died on the 30th of December, 1916, just after Christmas, but just before New Year's Eve. Oh, I got Christmas so, out of the way. Yeah, I still have my last Christmas. Yeah, so um, the kiddies open their presents, then that'll be me, Dom. Yeah. The assassination is imminent, I feel, but uh, I'll keep my head down to like, have a nice family Christmas, nice and quiet. You can only uh, run for so long. It's time for me to give in. Uh, a group of nobles led by Prince Felix uh, Yusupov, Grand Duke Dmitry Pavlovich, and right wing politician Vladimir Pureshkovich. And they decided Rasputin's influence over the Tsarina threatened the empire and they concocted a plan in December 1916 to kill him, apparently by luring him to the Yusupov's Molka Palace. I've been, uh, I'll, look, I'll be in late tonight, love. I've been lured to the uh, the Molka Palace. There's a luring's uh, been going on, which admittedly does seem a bit suspicious, but I cannot resist a luring sometimes. Especially, especially when it involves the yeah. Especially this time of year, let's probably put they probably put a nice spread on, a lot of drinks, and sometimes um, some of the dead really fancy do's, which this sounds like it could be. You get a gift bag, like sort of a fancy, you know, like party bags you used to get with a little tin <coughs> whistle and a, and a chocolate frogging when you were a kiddie, right? Like that, but a grown up one. You get some eau de cologne, sometimes like a watch, fucking mad stuff, um, an iPod <laughs> Nano, that sort of thing. <laughs> Because <laughs> they have them now in 1916. <laughs> uh, it says he was murdered in the early morning of 30th of December at the home of Felix Yusupov. He died of three gunshot wounds, one of which was a close range shot to his forehead. Little is known about his death beyond this, and the circumstances of his death have been the subject of considerable speculation. Mm. Speculation which we will add to over the next 
25 to 30 minutes. According to historian Douglas Smith, what really happened at the Yusupov home on 17th of December will never be known. Now, that feels like a cop-out, that feels like a cop-out from a historian, to be it quite does, honest. yeah. Oh, I it don't just know. Will never be no known. I knows. wasn't there. Were you there? No, you were not. No. Nope. was I. So we can never be sure. Everyone that was there has been has remained silent and tight-lipped about the whole mm. thing ever since, so... Uh, the only true source for a historian are eyeballs. And unless the <laughs> eyeballs were ones possessed by you, linked directly to the brain, then you can never be sure that out happened, unless you were there to see it yourself. Whether that be Hitler blowing his brains out in that bunker, or the dinosaurs <laughs> getting it by a meteor. <laughs> we will never know. Oh, the Battle uh, of Hastings. And that's just three hysterical, historical incidents I could name. I could name loads more. I am, after all, a professional historian. Oh, that oh, that time Mark Armand had to go to the casualty to get his stomach pumped. We will never know. <laughs> was it spunk? Or was it, the, it just food poisoning, plain Cottage and simple? cheese. I don't know. You <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> suppose... It says, the story that Yusuf Popper recounted in his memoirs, however, has become the most frequently told version. So there we go. We've got, we've got one version at least. Jalapeño. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. Yusupov said he, Ras- he invited Rasputin to his home shortly after midnight and ushered him into the basement. Usher, 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 usher. Going to wash um, you in here if you don't mind. <laughs> and Yusupov offered Rasputin tea and cakes, which had been laced with cyanide. Oh, uh, Rasputin, please come in here. Yeah. Would you like some tea and cakes? Uh, yeah, well, I've already well, had my tea, but it's, yeah, fuck it. All right, if they're, are they free? Yes, they're free. All right, I'll have it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gone midnight. Have you got anything stronger? <laughs> Well, no, we, we hope you will come in at about half four. We'll be waiting for you. The cake's right, a bit this off. tea, is it cold? All right, fuck it, I'll drink it anyway. I'm fucking parched here. These cakes are a bit dry. <laughs> Could you not yeah, put, like, a Yeah, just fucking sal- eat it. All right, all right. Fucking <laughs> okay, hell. Could you not put a bowl over the top of them or something to keep them moist? You've been waiting for eight hours. You could have um, just made a fresh pot. Just fucking drink the tea, you cunt. You're here now. <laughs> says, the cakes have been laced with cyanide. Well, maybe the tea had as well. It says Rasputin initially refused the cakes, but then began to eat them. No, I'm all right, thanks. <laughs> I don't fancy it. Thanks. I'm, oh, go uh, on then. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck it. All right, I'll have one. Fucking hell. I I, the thing about all. me is once I start, I can't stop. I, me, I'm an all or nothing fella when it comes to cakes especially or any sugary treats I sometimes I swear to myself no sugar this week Rasputin right you need to lose a couple of pounds or the Tsarina will go off you yeah um, but then the thing about me is once I have just a taste just one taste of a cake that's it I'll finish if I've got a packet of say Mr Kipling right French fancies I think I'll have one then bang before I know it it's like I blacked out the old box is gone that's the thing I am very much a man of appetites. 
whether it comes to cake or sexual escapades. Oh, no. I don't know when enough's enough. So uh, he, he initially refused the cakes, then began to eat them, and to Yusupov's surprise, appeared unaffected by the poison. Rasputin then asked for some Madeira wine, which had also Can't been poisoned. Can't eat Madeira wine? <laughs> oh, nice that. One man, my mouth's a bit dry now. Can't uh, eat Madeira wine knocking about. Good play, this. <laughs> Not bad. Glad I did come. The missus didn't want me to come. She said it was too late to be going out, but fuck it. I'm glad I did. <laughs> I mean, hey, you, know, you reckon you nice. can rustle up some birds? Do you reckon we could get some birds over here? Get them on the line. Say there's a little, you know, some action going down at the palace. Some Madeira wine. I mean, I better ring the wife because I'm here. I'm here till New Year's Day now. It's only the thirtieth, but you know, we might as well just keep this thing rolling. I know what I'm right like. New Year's Eve. I know what I'm like, and I just accept it. I'm accepting it now. I'll be here till New Year's. <laughs> So I tell her I was going to go out and do something with the kids because there's a you know a winter wonderland style theme park that's that's open near near our place. I said I'd take the kids out there. I'm going to tell her now, make an excuse up to the kids, right? Tell, I don't know. Tell them I'm fucking dead or something because there is no way I'll be on to take them there. Uh, just tell them I'm doing some sexual escapades. They'll be used to it. <laughs> know what I'm like? Say I'll make it fucking up to them in the new year. <laughs> Um, he uh, he had some Madeira wine which had also been poisoned and drank three glasses but showed no signs of distress at around 2.30am Yusupov excused himself to go upstairs where his fellow conspirators were waiting he took a revolver from Dmitry Pavlovich then returned to the basement and told Rasputin that he'd better look at the crucifix and say a prayer referring to a crucifix in the room then shot him once in the chest. I don't think he gave him a chance to look at the crucifix and say a prayer. Yeah. Say a prayer, too late, it. bang. Yeah, never mind. Um, the conspirators then drove to Rasputin's apartment with Sukatin wearing Rasputin's coat and hat in an attempt to make it look as though Rasputin had returned home that night. Just in case any fans were outside, do you know what I mean? Like outside John Lennon's house. In, uh, in New York, Rasputin obviously had fans who just hung around outside waiting for them to waiting for him to autograph albums and things like that. So they wanted it to look like Rasputin had gone back to the apartment. Um, they then returned to the Moika Palace, and Yusupov went back to the basement to ensure that Rasputin was dead. Suddenly, Rasputin leapt up and attacked Yusupov. <laughs> this is like a fucking film. Yeah. He's been he's had the tea poisoned. He's had the cake poisoned. poisoned. He's had the Madeira wine <laughs> poisoned. He's been shot in the fucking chest and he's still coming back for more. But like can you imagine them? Fuck me. Is he dead yet? No, he's oh, what's it? has he drank the tea? Yeah, he had the tea. <laughs> and what about the cake? He's had the cake. I, he looked like it barely touched the fucking sides. Have you poisoned that Madeira wine? I was like, yeah, yeah fucking loathing. Did it, it don't even look peaky. It's fucking weird. Well, I'll tell you what, you, you better... I'll tell you what, shoot him in the chest. That'll fucking work. <laughs> but no. <laughs> um, the, yeah. Surprise, motherfuckers. Uh, Rasputin <laughs> leapt up and attacked Yusupov, who freed himself with some effort and fled upstairs. <laughs> Uh, he's attacking alive. me the dead fella's attacking me 
That's right, I'm so fucking I have to do. It'll have to do more. It'll take more than that to fucking finish off old Rasputin here. Ah, uh, fucking hell. Uh, Rasputin followed him and made it into the palace's courtyard before being shot by Puriskuschev and collapsing into a snowbank. Ah. And uh, it seems as if that was then it. Um, the conspirators bound and wrapped his body in cloth. Get some cloth, will you? How much fucking loads? You see the size to, of the cunt. Enough to fucking wrap this cunt in. You need fucking half. You need a fucking ten yards square just to wrap his cock up. Have you seen it? Ridiculous. <laughs> We're gonna need a ream, an entire <laughs> ream of cloth. So it's by order of the Tsar. Go out. You can go and just take some out of the haberdasher. There's haberdashers <laughs> up the street. Go up there and knock them up. <laughs> <laughs> they drove him to the Petrovsky Bridge and dropped his body into the river. Um, and then the paragraph aftermath. News of Rasputin's murder spread quickly, even before his body was found. According to Douglas Smith, there's a historian who says, we, we don't really know what happened, do we? I mean, We're not sure. It's just guesswork. Puris Kachev spoke openly about Rasputin's murder to two soldiers and a policeman who was investigating reports of shots shortly after the event, but he urged them not to tell anyone else. So he's talking don't, to two soldiers and a policeman. Right. Yeah, you know, you know them shots you're investigating? Well, <laughs> get, guess what? That were us. We shot Rasputin. Don't tell anybody, though, right? Right. Uh, I'm I'm trying to keep this under wraps, but I just fucking shot Rasputin, and now he's dead. We tried poisoning him. Didn't work, so we shot him. And then we've wrapped him Damn. up in fucking cloth. Keep this to yourself. Oh, what? Oh, you're investigating it? Oh, fuck. Um, okay, now. Oh, I was just joking. Much, I? <laughs> it was just a joke. I've just had some Madeira wine. Rasputin? No, I haven't seen the con. I think he's back oh, on. Oh, Rasputin. I thought you said Nesputin. He's this other fellow who comes around now and again. <laughs> no, we didn't shoot him either. No. We, the, the shots missed. They we haven't shot anyone. We, had. we just been hanging around. It's that funny yeah. period, isn't it, between Christmas and New Year? <laughs> <laughs> you do anything for New Year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, you know, you sort of like, you know, you know, you know what, one thing or the other, you get a bit bored. I get, truth be told, I get a bit down during this time of year. That's why I've been hanging around with my mates, just mucking around with guns. Yeah. I mean, for me, work's work shut down for a fortnight. I'd rather go back for three days in between. The kids just to keep myself ticking over. Kids yeah. are driving you fucking mad. There's fuck all on telly. <laughs> I now this I did get a gun. My wife bought me a gun for Christmas, but just from not for shooting people with, just all for like mental. playing with, you know. Yeah. Just stay, spin it around on my finger and put it at the ulster, mostly. <laughs> so I thought, ah, oh, a bit bored. Got time on my hand. I'll go out and meet up with a few mates, and we'll all do some shooting. That's what I got. One doing. of them. Uh, I got one of them iPod Nanos for Christmas, but I can't work it out. I don't know how to get the music on it. Do you know? You got one of them. I get came with my, old? my nephew managed to load on uh, album by this mob, the Black Eyed Peas. Have you heard of them? It's not for me. I don't know. Maybe it's his taste in music. I said, "Can you put some music on it for me?" He said, "Fine." I thought he'd put on something good, but he's put on this Black Eyed Peas stuff. I mean, it's rubbish. So it's the what do you call it? Like hip hop. 
I asked him for hip hop because I'm into it, and he put that on. And I was like, no, no, I want more like Public Enemy, something like that, some more Proper hardcore. Hip-hop, but you yeah. know, kids are fucking like fucking black eyed peas, fucking hell. So uh, yeah, the the soldiers and police were investigating reports of shots. He urged them not to tell anyone else. An investigation was launched the next morning. The Stock Exchange Gazette ran a report of Rasputin's death, and it said it was after a party in one of the most aristocratic homes in the centre of the city. Um, two workmen noticed blood on the railing of the Petrovsky Bridge and found a boot on the ice below. Police began searching the area, and Rasputin's body was found under the river ice on the 1st of January, uh, New Year's Day, approximately 200 metres downstream from the bridge. Uh, to some sources, it appeared he had untied his hands... So he was doing a bit of a Houdini. He was still alive when they yeah. threw him in the river. Fucking so he, hell. he was still alive, even though he'd been it, shot it and poisoned. Like it. Fucking amazing. Yeah. I mean, he'd been shot a couple of t- three times, hadn't he? Because there was three bullet wounds. Um, one of them in his head. <laughs> one of fucking head. He untied his hands and began to escape before his body was frozen. Uh, an autopsy was done and the report was lost. But it was later stated that Rasputin's body had shown signs of severe trauma, including three gunshot wounds, a slight wound to his left side, and many other injuries. Um, the autopsy surgeon found a single bullet in his body, but stated it was too badly deformed and of a type too widely used to trace. He found no evidence that he'd been poisoned. No, nope, poison never worked. I just shook it off. I just absorbed it. Into my bloodstream. No problem. <clears throat> um, according to Douglas Smith, who, who claims to know nothing, and another historian, Joseph Furman, uh, there was no water in his lungs and reports were incorrect that he'd been thrown into the water alive. So no one really knows. Some later accounts claimed his penis had been severed, but... Uh, cut his cock off. All right, cut his- may fucking calm down. <laughs> we're here to kill him, but like, would you? Cut it off, it's his power source. <laughs> That's probably what they thought. <laughs> Why is he still alive? It's his fucking cock, isn't it? It's his engine. <laughs> Works like an engine to the rest of his body. We've shot him in the head. That hasn't worked. There's obviously nothing going on in his fucking brain. You better cut his cock off instead. <laughs> and he was buried on the 2nd of January. Uh, the funeral was attended only by the Imperial family and a few of their intimates. Rasputin's wife, mistress, and children were not invited. <laughs> What? Fucking hell. <laughs> He'd put it in his... I don't want them there. None of them. Because, look, I thought this through. It's highly likely I'll be dead soon, right? If it's not... Either my many enemies, jealous husbands, etc., will kill me, or my sexual <clears throat> exploits will, in the end, get the better of me. Um, so, I've written a few notes, do's and don'ts. I want all royals there. Right, anyone from the royal, the, the inner circle of the royals are all invited. <laughs> now, I've got a situation with me, Mrs. Right, and me bit on the side. Obviously, I have very many women on the side, but they're you know me, me special one. Right, I cannot have them being in the same place at the same time. It will be disastrous. <laughs> so, which one do I invite? Well, if one gets invited, the other one don't. That's going to cause a situation. So it's probably best you don't invite either of them and keep the kiddies away as well because they'll just be a fucking nightmare. They'll ruin the whole thing. Just invite the royals. Just invite the royals because if the kids are there, they'll, they'll embarrass the royals. They'll make a they'll make a fucking mess. They'll make a racket. It's disgusting. The little one's nose is always running. 
I don't want the wife and kids there. Basically, right, new year, new start. That's the way I look at it. So I'll be a ghost by then, don't forget. (laughs) Observing the old thing from a safe distance, and I don't want it to be awkward. So, uh, yeah, no wife and kids there. Uh, Although his daughters met with the Imperial family later that day. His body was exhumed and burned by a detachment of soldiers shortly after the Tsar abdicated the throne in March 1917 so that his grave would not become a rallying point for supporters of the old regime. Very wise. Um, And there we go. That's about it. There's a theory of British involvement there right at the end of the Wikipedia page. Let's have a quick look at that. Suggested that agents of the British Secret Intelligence Service were involved in Rasputin's assassination. Um... British agents apparently were concerned Rasputin was urging the Tsar to make a separate peace with Germany, which would allow the Germany to con- concentrate its military efforts on the Western Front. Of course, World War One's going on through all of this, oh, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So uh, there are several variants of this theory, um, but they all seem fairly dull from what I'm looking at. Historians do not consider this theory credible, according to Douglas Smith again. Pff, nah, he it's said. not credible. Why not? Nah. Just isn't. Don't die. Don't. <laughs> No, it's that, you know, I I've, I've get a gut feeling about these things and I haven't got that with this one. As a historian, you do learn to follow your gut to a large extent. That's what half of it's all based on. In the in, in historian world, there's this thing we call the smell test. If it doesn't smell right, no, no. It, it's I not, don't like it's the sound credible. of that one, no. So, no. I'm going to give uh, that a no, a thumbs down. <laughs> a <laughs> For old Smith, Smith. Thumbs down. <laughs> so... There we are. That's Rasputin. Uh, and a little footnote at the end about his daughter there, Maria Rasputin. She emigrated to France after the revolution and then to the United States where she worked as a dancer. Whoa. And then, in a circus, a lion tamer. Well done. Well done, Maria. Well done, Maria Rasputin, you legend. And she lived till well 1977. Done. Funny that, isn't it? Oh, that wow. Rasputin's daughter was still alive when we still were. kicking around. Yeah. Mental. Fucking hell. Taming lions um, right to the fucking end. So, there we are. Um, good stuff. That's the life of Rasputin. We hope you've learned something from our history box. And mm. uh, we'll be back. I think we'll do a life logistics next week. We'll, we'll do a life do logistics next week. And then we'll be back with... Um, another history box in the coming weeks won't we we will so uh, there we are thank you very much and goodbye goodbye It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.